Hey, Welcome friend! to the first episode of 2021. <laughs> hey, friend. Friends? Hey. I meant hey, you, friend. Emily, not our audience. It is possible there's more than one person listening to this. In fact, I would hope there's more than one person. So when you said friends, you meant them. When I said friend, I meant you. Okay. But hello well, I meant also them and you fr- guys. But Great. A Good. seamless start, guys. No one would ever guess that we haven't done oh, this for a little while. <laughs> Seriously. We're so back on. Well, yeah. nobody is confused, so that's good. That's right. Although they don't know what podcast they're listening to yet, because haven't introed that, but we're all here uh, and we're all friends. <laughs> Welcome that's to good. the Person Person Podcast. Something like that. Oh, Just God. the plural version. Uh, the People People Podcast, a podcast committed to community. Um... I'm M. We have Graham, Dave, and Britt. Hello. And you already know Dave's voice because he's already made himself known today. Um, and we are the community team at Stony Hill, Melbourne, and we are convinced that community is a great gift from God. Um, and we realise there is so much to be talked about with community. There's so much to learn. Um, we are constantly learning new things um, and forming opinions on how community can be built. And one of the reasons we started this podcast last year was because we realized we were having these conversations and we wanted you to be a part of them as well. Um, And we had a false start, um, starting it back this year, but turns out when you record a podcast in a glass room, it's not the best, Um, (laughs) which every single person in the world would tell you, and yet we tried anyway. It is a well-known saying that people in glass houses shouldn't report record podcasts that is Uh, a saying there's the saying there's the (laughs) saying um so anyway but we are back and we're really (laughs) glad to be back um we are also something that is back is lockdown um here in melbourne and so we are in our homes Mm. but still seeking to be connected with community um because something that we learned last year is that community is hard when you're in lockdown but it is not impossible Um, And when you do get the opportunity to lean into it, it is very valuable. And so one of the things that we realized with coming back into lockdown was that gospel communities, small groups, um, struggle when it's online. Um, It's not super easy. It's not by design most of the time. Um, And we just, we wanted to chat about the importance of persisting Um, in small groups, in gospel communities, even when Zoom is the only option. Um, And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And we hope that this is encouraging um, and gives you some tips um, and some compelling whys of why we still gather. Um, But perhaps before we even talk about the Zoom element of gospel communities, it'd be great just to hear from everyone why gospel communities in the first place. Like why, Britt, why do you value gospel communities and small group ministry? Mm. I mean, I just love people. So that's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm always going to value it super highly. Um, I just, but I just think that, but I'm not alone in that, in that I think we are wired to need Mm. each other, to want connection and to want community. We've talked, and this is well documented on that, this podcast, but um, I just don't think being a Christian was ever meant to be anything but a team sport. Um, mm. And that's the whole impression that you get from the Bible as well. There's so much talk of um, 
doing this together and not in isolation. Um, and so all this idea of encouraging and spurring one another on. Um, and I just think there's so much more that can be gained um, yeah, from doing things in a group and then doing them individually. And so, um, yeah, I think that, I mean, I could obviously talk about this literally for hours and we had, but just generally <laughs> speaking, I just think that there's just, um, when you open God's word together, uh, when you pray mm. together, when you share life together, uh, there's just so much to be gained. So, yeah. I think um, it's a it's an actual expression of who we are. I think there's a, mm. uh, we are family. We are brothers and sisters in Jesus. Um, and uh, that we, we become that when we trust Jesus. When we get Jesus, we get his people. Mm. And so there's this impetus for, how, for relationship with other Christians. And uh, while gospel communities aren't the only way to do that, of course, um, they're a very important expression, particularly in a church like ours, um, of yeah. that of family and I think to um, one of the key characteristics of a Christian the way they know we're Christians in our world is by our love it's a key marker of Christians so yeah. or, or I mean it comes out of the gospel itself that God loved us and sent his son to die for us we now know God and in a relationship with love but um, it's a fundamental Part of being Christian, it, it's an expression of who we are when we love others, and uh, some um, some ex a, a sort of a, a, a proper expressions of that in all sorts mm. of ways are, are crucial to being who we are. I think, mm. yeah, it's great. And I think there's something particular about the smallness of gospel communities that's also important. It's not mm. like you say that it's not unique to gospel communities that we love one another in them, but um, I compare it to the difference between being a football fan and a member of a football team you can go to a game you can sit in the stands you can be part of a hundred people a thousand people all cheering for the same stuff all being part of something mm. bigger and that's really great you are genuinely a community at that point but it's qualitatively different to being on a football team there's a higher level of knowledge of each other of accountability to one another uh, a higher level of um, belonging and investment in one another and I think that's just necessary. Mo most churches in Australia, like the average church size in Australia is around 70. That's a football crowd. It's not a football team. Mm. And so we need to find ways of being in smaller, tighter knit communities to do the kind of close up love that the New Testament mm. describes for churches and for all Christians. Mm. Yeah, good day. Mm -hmm. I think that's a helpful <coughs> way of putting it because just even this week thinking about my gospel community and gathering with them like it was on zoom and it was really tricky but there's this i know you guys and i love you and i'm also known by you and i'm loved by you and there's something really precious about that that i really value in my gospel community um we like we gather to open the bible and i love being able to open the bible um, and it just so happens that we also really like each other. <laughs> um, and so I th like when thinking about my gospel community, I think, man, I really love these people. And some of them I might not have met if they weren't put into my gospel community. Um, and there's something really, really precious about that. Um, and so it, sometimes that makes 
Zoom a little bit tricky <laughs> because it's how do we all get to know each other all at the same time? Like you just can't. It is a one person at a time um, moment on Zoom. Um, but I've heard it said a lot this year that community is built one person at a time. And so maybe Zoom isn't the worst thing um, up against our gospel communities. So we've just kind of talked about why they're valuable, why they're really important to us personally. And then I think also just to the value of the church um, and how important they are. So why, why do we persist <laughs> when it's hard? Um, and I think there's importance in this because Zoom isn't the only thing that makes gospel communities hard. I think it's important to note that. Um, I think that's a logistical element. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, I think people make gospel communities hard because we're all really sinful. Yeah. Um, but if we're, we're looking at kind of the specific element mm. of it, um, Dave, you lead the gospel community leaders um, at City on a Hill. Mm. And I know you've thought a lot about it um, and you've talked to a lot of them about it. Mm. Um, What's, what's your biggest why to keep persisting? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the first thing to say is it is harder on Zoom. Like, mm. it's okay to admit that. There's yeah. lots of reasons GCs are hard and sin is chief among them. But I think Zoom, like, elephant in the room, Zoom is just worse. Yep. I'm, I'm happy to admit that. <laughs> Some people prefer it for legitimate reasons, like it's accessible. I'm in a digital group myself because the guys in that group can't physically make it to an in-person group. So there's good things about it. But for a group that's used mm. to meeting in person, Zoom is not as good. I'm, mm. I, I think most of us would agree. Yeah. And so that's like an important place to start just to yeah. acknowledge this might feel less satisfying. Mm. And if we can acknowledge that, then we can start talking about how do we move past that? How do we supplement that? But mm. if the fact that your GC is less satisfying on Zoom surprises you, you won't turn up as often. If you haven't thought about why it is that GC on Zoom is not as good, you will likely stop coming when it's on Zoom without questioning why it is harder. Does that make sense? And giving me a confused face. I <laughs> think that makes... Can you... Yeah. I think it makes sense, but... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, so I'm trying I, to track it. I'm, I'm like, hmm. Yeah, all I'm trying to say is it's important that we acknowledge Zoom is harder. Got it. Because if we don't, it'll be harder again. But if we start from a place of saying, hey, everyone, there's something not as good about this, but that's okay. We'll find a way around it. Mm -hmm. We're in a much healthier position to tackle the challenges of Zoom, I reckon. So, uh, and that's part of why we wanted to do this episode, right? Mm. Was yeah. I, yeah. I've just heard uh, half a dozen people in the last few days who either haven't turned up or have not wanted to go to their gospel community only because it's on Zoom. Yeah. And I, I get that. Like it is, it is not as good, but I think there's good reasons to persist. Um, what we need to do is have an open conversation about what is hard about it mm. and is it still worth doing? Because I think everyone would find it easy to agree, yes, it is still worth doing and there's still good reasons to do it and it is harder. Um, but I, I think when we're just having the internal monologue ourselves and not talking about it as a group, suddenly... That's when you mm. opt out. That's when you take the easy option. That's when you decide not to go or do something else instead. Because we're not... Like, talking about whether or not to meet as a gospel community on Zoom is a fantastic moment for your gospel community 
to be one anothering each other, mm. to be loving one another, to be pointing each other towards Jesus and reminding each other of the importance of the gospel and of church. And we haven't even started talking about how to do it well or what the reasons for meeting are. But I'd, I'd say next time your GC meets, talk about the Zoom thing. Just mm. have that conversation. So how do people find this? Why do you find it harder? What is it about that? And then maybe, is there anything we can do to make it a bit easier? But I think the fact that it's a little bit fuzzy and unclear and vaguely disappointing often leads people to give up too quickly. Mm. And that can be tricky. Yeah. So that, there's some initial thoughts, I guess, but I'm keen to hear what others have, what, why it's worth persisting with meeting. Mm. There's this element of, like, if you kind of, at least this is how it's been in my head this week. If you put it just down to it's a matter of not having anything at all or still gathering, gathering's always good. Because like, I've been thinking, like, what is it that's hard about Zoom? It's, re- it, it's harder to foster relationships deeply with more than three, four people on a Zoom call. Um, not impossible but harder and like a lot of the things that actually made it harder were the the social elements which if I'm being honest I'm not replacing well if I just don't go at all because I'm probably just going to read a book or watch the next episode of Shit's Creek and so there's this there's this part of me in my head right where, where I'm thinking hard is still better than nothing because with nothing, you're, you're not getting any of any of the good that is offered. And like we are gospel communities. So it's like, it's not just that we're gathering around to be people in a room, but we're gathering to open the Bible. Yeah. And like, I look at my gospel community. I, I love them. I think they're great. When we're opening the Bible, it's not 12 people chatting. Mm. <laughs> about an idea in Exodus 14. <laughs> you know, it's the leader asking questions and people answering, but we're not talking over each other anyway. Mm. And so there's like, I don't know, I've just thought about it a lot this week and I'm like, what? I know what it is for me, but I also know that I'm not probably replacing with a FaceTime with my three closest friends. Mm. It's a good point. I think it's a great, I, great um, distinction. I was doing some reading just in preparation from this about digital ministry. And I feel like at the moment, because the last couple of months have been about coming out of a prolonged Mm. time of digital, all of the articles that you read or pieces that you read are skewed towards why digital ministry isn't good or isn't, you know, and it's like, and Mm. don't get me wrong, don't disagree. Like it's making the strong argument for why in-person is better, which, but what's that not helpful for is when there's times like this where we don't have a choice in that we've been, mm. um, we would like to be in person, but right now in Melbourne, we can't. Um, and so, and it just sometimes feels like the choice is between the ideal or nothing. It's kind of like saying, well, this mm. is the ideal. Um, and then, mm. and I think you're right in them. Is it, it's not between the ideal and nothing, um, yeah. but we've got to find that middle ground and be willing to do it, even though it's not, even though we know there's flaws, even though we know there's limitations. Um, but we don't mm. just chuck the whole thing out and be like, oh, well, Zoom's not how this is meant to be, so therefore we won't. Because I just think I, at the moment, we're just going to have to be willing 
who knows what our life will look like for the next 12 months, but there probably is going to be this possibility of going in and out of digital and in-person, digital and in-person. It's just, mm. we live in Victoria. That seems to be the way we do things. Um, and so, yeah, having that mindset of it's not between, it's not all or nothing, it's not ideal or nothing, but let's mm. be willing to flex, be flexible and go to the middle ground. Because mm. we're also not applying that logic to, well, I'm not applying that logic to anything else. Mm. Like Friday was one of my best friend's birthday and she was in lockdown last year for her birthday this year. And we had plans to like go down to the morning peninsula and go to the hot springs and have a picnic and like make this really fun day with her. And then, you know, lockdown was extended and we couldn't. And so we, you know, we ordered her lunch and we had a craftenoon and we like, we sat with each other on zoom Mm. and like, if the, I, if, the options are ideal Peninsula Hot Springs or nothing, I send her a text. Like, that was not even a thought in my brain as an option. And yet we're, like, we're applying it to something that I'm not saying is more important than my best friend's <laughs> birthday. Happy birthday, Amy. But it, like, like it's yeah. very significant. Like, these are people I've committed to yeah. doing life with and to opening the Bible with. And so... Yeah, I think when it becomes ideal or nothing, it's very dangerous. I um, I, I thought of perhaps a couple of uh, left field reasons. Uh, mm. One, um, just uh, the assumption that uh, some people in your group might need it. Mm. That is, that you find it uncomfortable. Uh, they might find it uncomfortable as well, but they they might need it. It's a it's a point of contact. You think of people who mm. uh, live alone and just. Um, part of the shape of their life is connecting mm. with people mm. um, at every opportunity when, when they're so isolated. So that there's a certain amount of uh, walking somebody else's shoes to persevere. Mm. I also think um, the fact that only one person speaks at once may actually be good for us. <laughs> I, I realise it's awkward at times. <laughs> but um, I've, just, I've been noticing myself uh, on Zoom the last few days and realizing I, I, it it forces me to listen to to make space for, for other people to speak and I, man i i keep needing to be reminded about that that um part of uh connecting with people part of encouraging them is being able to listen mm. to them speak and give space and not uh, jump in too quick so you know i found myself in zoom meetings say oh i've got something to say i've got something to say and then i realize no, no, they're speaking now. It's not your. <laughs> it's not for you to say. Not for you. You don't have to butt in. Just listen to them. Hear what it's like for them. But I think also for all of us uh, in lockdown, that uh, oh, certainly for me, sorry, for me, that one of the challenges of it is a, a shape to the week. So some routines mm. and something about the gospel community. I do it every Wednesday night, and to keep that happening uh, it does help me keep shape. Um, if, if I put it that way, uh, that is, there's a there's a normal thing in the week. It's a bit like the um, the trains that go past our back balcony. The trains have kept going all through lockdown. Yeah. It's a familiar noise. It's a kind of uh, comforting noise, really. The you know the, the life is going on. The world's still turning, even though it's difficult. And there's an aspect of that for me. I think just I continue in those routines. Yeah. Um, so keep doing it by Zoom gives my mm. helps give my week some shape in lockdown right? mm. and i appreciate that yeah mm. 
I think the big theological reasons for meeting together are totally untouched by whether it's digital or in person. Prayers are still prayers. Mm. Love is still love. The Bible is still true. Never returns empty and void, whether it has to go via a mouth to an ear or comes via some sort of cabling system and speaker. Just God is still on the throne. Jesus is still risen. Mm. And so that's the logic in somewhere like Hebrews 10, where he says... Uh, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love mm. and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. I think the biggest picture reasons we do this still stand, that Jesus is still risen, he's still faithful, the day is still coming when he returns and uh, people still need to believe in him and so um none of that has changed and if we uh yeah if we forget that it's easy to give up on church altogether Um, but i think if we keep remembering that then we'll try and do what we can even if we know it's not the ideal Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's it's something and we should start somewhere Dave, can you yeah. write the articles on digital ministry, please? Because I've read so many that are just so depressing. <laughs> and that's like the most uplifting thing I've heard. I just feel like all of the <laughs> articles right. I read just make me feel really sad. Um, mm. That oh, made me feel happy. <laughs> and not that that's the litmus test of whether or not something is true. But <laughs> it's just, um, that was really helpful, I think. I think this is the way that sometimes the dialogue goes is that we like demonize digital Mm. Over elevate, mm. and 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 don't over elevate in person because we know that that maybe is the better, but therefore mm. wipe away then everything that is true for both. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that one summary was better than several articles I read combined. Well done. <laughs> Thanks. I think for me, part of what happens when I read the articles as well is it goes in both directions, and you only hear the extreme positions. Mm. So there's either. Mm. Digital's terrible, in-person's the only way to do ministry. I don't find that helpful. The other one I find a little bit weird is digital's the best. It's just the way of the future. Everyone should do everything Mm. digitally. Mm. I find that frustrating because there's no acknowledgement that there is something slightly less Mm. about digital ministry. Mm. And so I end up like not liking Mm. either position and and giving up on both. But then I throw the baby out with the bathwater and just, (laughs) you know, go too far in one direction. So... I think it is important. Like, and mm. your first question is the right question. Why do we do gospel community at all? Mm-hmm. It's because Jesus saved us and made us a family. Mm. That's yeah. still that's still true this week. It'll be true next week. It'll mm. be true next year. So let's do something with that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, how do we have? these tricky conversations, right? So part of part of the purpose of this podcast is, is a resource as a training for our gospel community leaders, um, as well as just other, le- other leaders and other members of our community um, who are seeking to understand more and engage in the conversation about community. Because um, I was walking the other day with a gospel community leader and it was, it was really good, but it was just this back and forth of, oh, this is really hard that people, you know, 
don't want to come or that we just want to cancel. But then I don't know how to have these conversations because it is hard and you you don't want to make someone feel bad for struggling. But at the same time, like none of us want it this way. And these are important conversations to have. Um, And you want to be careful to not like over like spiritualize it either. Like not everyone has a really good reason for not wanting to go to gospel community during lockdown. Sometimes it's just purely I don't want to because I want to watch a movie. And um, like we've had conversations about coming back to coming back to services on a Sunday. Um, inconvenience isn't really a super mm. valid answer. Um, and so what are some ways to have this conversation well with members of our gospel community who just their feedback is, I don't want to go back. I don't want to come while it's on Zoom. What would happen? This is a genuine question. Mm, What would happen if you told someone without a legitimate reason? Mm. So if someone says, I don't want to come to GC this week because I don't like it on Zoom. What would happen, do we think, if you said, I think that's soft and I think you should just come? Mm. I think it depends on the relationship. Like, I think there would be some people who I would feel super comfortable saying that to. And then there are some who I'm like, I know this will actually make you really angry. And that's not enough for me to not do it. (laughs) <laughs> either but it's it's tricky I, like I don't, I'm not a gospel community leader so I don't have to say it but <laughs> like I think I don't think there's anything stopping Graham you're a gospel community leader how would that I, I think um as with any uh, difficult conversation about godliness, I think you're right about the relationship and the kinds of conversations you might have normally, mm. which are not always um, uh, rebuke conversations. I, I think there's a whole context to those difficult conversations. Mm. that, And uh, people, for example, the way that we've related uh, in the past has shown that we're so for them, we love them, come mm. what may. Um, we have that kind of unconditional love for them. So that forms the ground in which you might have difficult conversations. Um, the, um, just the, the, your knowledge of them. Um, just uh, you, you, you've got a sense of what the dynamics in their life are be, before you um, uh, wade in. Uh, that feels uncomfortable. I think we need to uh, keep monitoring ourselves as we, as we talk to people when we feel uncomfortable. Um, that I, that's not a reason not to have the conversations, but to, what's going on there? Just a, a, a self-awareness of mm. why that's so difficult for us. Um, and for us in manager, I think a big part of that is that um, these are Jesus people, not yours. I think often mm. our discomfort has to do with that will they like me and but our our um, passion as GC leaders is they they come to know Jesus better become more like him and they're his people got Jesus working in them they have his spirit working in them so there's some 
that's some really helpful assumptions about the fact of God's work in their life that enables hard conversations. Because if, if, if the criterion is they may not accept it well mm. and uh, may not like me, then um, we're unlikely to have those difficult conversations. But if the assumption is the Lord is at work and is using his people to help grow, them, grow people in godliness, and yes, it may be uncomfortable, but Lord, please help me say it in a way that's gentle but true, and please be at work in their life as they receive this. Because this is about them growing more like Jesus. It's about them getting to know Jesus better. It's not about whether you know, they like me or whatever. So mm. a certain self-awareness about what's going for us when we feel that discomfort in conversations. That are very good. much a collaboration with God mm. in difficult conversations, a real genuine trust that he's at work mm. in people's lives. Mm. You know, that they're, they're, they're people that he's regenerated, he's put his spirit in them, he, he has work to do in them. And uh, we play our part as we've got opportunity. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's just some thoughts. To be clear, I'm not suggesting everyone should just say, you're being soft. No, Um, (laughs) no. no. But I'm interested to see what would happen and why we're so unwilling to do that. Mm. And and I I think part of it is uh, maybe our relationships aren't as Mm. deep as we'd like them to be. And so Mm. I reckon, Em, when you say there's some people you're happy to have that conversation with and some people you're not, I would wager the people you're closest to are the ones you're most comfortable having that conversation with. When when someone's a really good friend, you feel more comfortable pushing back. When you only know them a little bit, it's a bit harder to do that. So keep working on your relationships all the time because it opens up avenues to have these kind of conversations when you need to. I think another um, reason we don't have these conversations is we have a pretty small vision for what's going on in gospel community for everybody mm. so um I, like like we've talked about the big reasons are still true and god will hear our prayers when we pray them so we should turn up and pray them that's a good reason but there's something about the fact that god has given us to one another in our gospel community and the group is genuinely worse when someone doesn't show up mm. because god's given them gifts and perspectives and problems and burdens that make our group better and so um, I, I think I'd, my, my conversation with someone who doesn't want to come would be, hey, I think you'd really enjoy it. I think you'd get something out of it. I think you would grow. But more importantly, everyone else will grow because you're there. And so not turning up, there's, there's an element of selfishness in that because we're missing out when you don't show up. Mm, mm. You've got something really important and precious to give us. And we'd like you to, Give it, please. Mm. And so that's kind of a a rebuke, but it's not, you know, an accusation of laziness or like I'm not just going after them. I I think we're pursuing something really important and good by turning up Mm. and we're doing that together. And so we want everyone, like if someone on your football team wasn't playing defense, you would talk to them about that. Not because it makes them look bad, but because the whole team is suffering that this person doesn't show up when the ball's going the other way. And so I think in the same way in a GC, th- think of it like a football team rather than a football crowd. It's like, hey, we need you to turn up because mm. we're only as strong as our weakest link. We're all relying on one another for this thing to work. It's mm. mm. good. It's good. good day. Some conversations that 
I have been a part of or that I have heard this week are um, based around like how do we just get back online? Um, there's this element where last year it was just such a rhythm. Like it was all we had for eight months and so it was really normal and we knew how to do it and um, yeah, it was like just a muscle that we could use but it's one we haven't used really for, you know, thankfully six-ish months. You know, God's been really kind in that way um, that we've been able to be meeting in person and so when you live in a state that has snap lockdowns um, every now and again and there's a chance that it could happen again later this year. Um, there's a easy, quick response of, all right, here's a Zoom room, everyone come. Um, and you figure it out as you go. But then there are some ways that we can actually do it where maybe we're shifting the, like how we do the night or setting up expectations or trying to do just different things to engage our gospel community. Uh, Britt, I know that uh, the other day you said that you kind of like went back through um, the gospel community leaders I did um, Facebook page and that um, you were just like there's so many things that happened like God did so much mm. um, but you're also just looking for ideas on how to encourage our gospel community leaders with different ways to meet or to run their nights um, and yeah I've had people ask me this week how can we do gospel community a little bit differently that lends well to digital mm. um, what were some of the things that you found people did um, that worked well or that you did in your gospel community that helped you mm. yeah I did a deep dive because same thing when we had to go back online so I was writing the um, or helping write the study guide for this week and I was like how do we do this like I know we did it for so yeah. long but here we are six months later I feel like we've blocked it out a little bit and I was like mm. This isn't new though. I was like, we talked about this a lot last year. And so yeah, went back and looked through, I think about 13, 14 months worth of um, posts. Um, I think a couple of things that I was reminded of. Um, but yeah, cause you've just got to do it differently online to how you would do it in mm. person. So don't just do a copy and paste of like, well, this is what we would have done in person. So we'll just do the exact same thing on Zoom. I think yeah. one thing that's really helpful is just do it shorter. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like, Zoom minutes are like dog years, like times yeah, up by seven. Um, so even though you probably maybe normally meet for two hours, just don't. Like it's... Yeah, it's yep. good. Um, and so do it, I reckon do it quick, do it neat. Like do it, you know, hard. Mm. We start here, we finish at this time. Because um, yeah. I know I'm much more likely to come up. I'm like, all right, Brett, it's an hour. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. um, whereas I'm yeah. like, I don't know when this thing's going to end and I'm so tired yeah. and I've yeah. Zoomed so much today. Um, do it shorter. I think mm. have planned, this sounds so, I think we talked about this last year and it sounds lame, but the best fun is structured fun in that Come on. because as we've talked about chat, <laughs> chat is not as natural on Zoom as it just is because we said there's weird pauses and it's one at a time and you can't quite yeah. read everyone as well. And so what normally might be really fun to just sit in a room and banter is not going to be fun on Zoom. So you have mm. to it's make true. the fun yeah. and bring the yep. fun and let's, we're just it's a, it's a fact, it's a truth universally acknowledged that people will come to fun things and people will not yeah. come if it's not fun. Um, mm. And so I know that's not a deep theological insight. That's just the truth. Um, and so like, have some fun. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, do Zoom, do where you order Uber Eats desserts for each other, play a game, do some trivia, whatever mm. it might be. Like, but just be willing to do that in a bit more structured fashion to how you would normally do. So mm. I would say shorter time, have some fun um, and really 
make use of your breakout rooms or think what, what are things mm. that I can do on Zoom that I can't do in person, which mm. is visual aids, videos, whiteboards, drawing, like it's, that's really cool. Um, so think yep. about that and then think and breakout rooms are something you can't do as naturally um, in someone's tiny apartment, mm. which I think is really good. And people just will talk so much more on a screen with mm. three to four faces than they will on a screen with 13. So good. Um, so it's that's good. my, that's what I reminded from my deep dive. Mm. That's excellent. <laughs> what helpful Facebook page. It, oh, guys, if ever, yeah. if you're a GC leader and you're listening to this, sorry, this is really exclusive if you listen and you're outside of City on a Hill, but go back through and just look at all the mm. posts from last year. It's like this little roller coaster that you ride as we, um, <laughs> but it was, I found it deeply encouraging when you see how much people rally. Mm. And people yeah. were just so sincere and helpful mm. and mm. insightful and anyway. It's great. That's a real side note, but just do it because it's fun. <laughs> that's yeah, good. Right. It's great. But that's significant too, right? Do whatever you can to stay encouraged and inspired as a leader. Mm. Because um, if you're structuring fun for other people, that may not be quite as fun for you. And I'm not sure that referees have the most fun mm. on a soccer field, for example. Yeah, that's true. That's they might, point. who knows. Mm. But uh, do whatever you can to be uh, making it fun for you and staying encouraged and inspired and keep the big picture in mind. Um, another thing we learned this week, Lexi mm-hmm. and I were both sick. We both had colds, both had to get COVID tests. And um, Lexi reached out to her gospel community and said, hey guys, we're both sick. We'd love your prayers. And... If anyone has any capacity to help with meals, we'd love that too. Just went straight out and shared where we were at openly and honestly. And the mm. response was like mind-blowing. We, we don't need to cook for a month. <laughs> it's incredible. But what some, someone then called Lexi later in the week and said, Hey, Lexi, thank you so much mm. for telling us and asking us mm. to help. And just the, the willingness to share a burden and say, mm. hey, we'd love some help. Um, we thought, at the, at the time, we thought, oh, it'll probably go all right. I hope people are all right sharing this and us asking for meals. I, as far as I can tell, it became a really helpful thing for the group, though. Mm. People who had, haven't been in months came through with meals and just became a real significant thing for them. So um, the, the tip there is, if you have a burden that you can share, share it. Mm. If you need help, Ask for help. Don't be stoic. Don't mm. be afraid of being a burden. I don't know how it'll go, but it certainly gives your op- your group an opportunity to serve mm. and feel like you're kicking goals as a group. Because yeah. if we're keeping all our needs and sufferings to ourselves, then we don't let anyone else help with those. But it, So we just had an incredible experience of Christian community this week as people kept dropping off meals. And it happened because Lexi was willing to ask. Mm. And that was, that was, I mean, it was great for us because we we're eating delicious food, but it was really good for the group. So encourage mm. anyone listening, group members, group leaders, mm. be sharing the stuff that would be helpful, maybe a little more ambitiously than you might normally and see if the group um, benefits from that. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's good, Dave. Yeah. It's an opportunity to one another each other while feeling like we can't, while feeling like we're in a space of like, we're in isolation, we're in lockdown, we're so far from everyone. And yet, at least I think the beauty of how gospel communities are divvied up here 
is that we have people in our 5Ks or 10Ks. You know, like we have the opportunity to love one another well. Mm. Um, and I think that's really beautiful. And I'm, I always enjoy Lexi's willingness. Um, like I think she's, she's very good at that, um, of sharing that. And so I'm really glad that that was a good experience for your group as well. Like what a great opportunity um, for them to love well. And you guys are new in that group as well. So like, it's not like you're the leaders who have been there for the last 10 years. Like you guys have joined that group this year. Um, and that's just a real testament, I think, to God's goodness and his kindness. Um, and so what a great way for us to keep doing that too, of like being that group that answers and that rallies, uh, but also being willing to be the person being like, hey, I could use a little bit of help. <laughs> totally. Um, it's okay. It's, it's okay to it's do that. Counterintuitively, that's a way of serving your group. Mm. It's by asking them to serve you somehow. Mm. Yep. Nice. Yep. Well, mm. I'm convinced that showing up on Wednesday night at seven o'clock um, to mm. a Zoom room is good for me and good for my group. Um, hopefully this is as encouraging to our gospel community leaders um, and our gospel community members as it is for us to think through mm. um, hard things. <laughs> Um, we would yeah. rather be in a room together as well, but we're not, and that's okay. Um, yeah. There are still good conversations to be had and still good mm -hmm. opportunities. Um, so we're going to leave it there, I think. Is it, is it pull stumps, call stumps, pack up stumps? You can do both. Yeah, can be either. Yeah. Yeah. Cricket, look at there you. There we go. Is it cricket? Yeah, it's cricket. Yeah, that's, I think yeah. it's cricket, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Actually, we should have just we should have moved on confidently. <laughs> we, we should have. I'm sorry. All right. Also, well, the lesser known sport of tree felling. They pull up stumps. I understand. Yeah. Okay, we really should have left it. Hey, we were on track for such a great ending. Yeah, just, I said that. just pretend so that good. never happened and just go from the stumps and keep talking. That's <laughs> right. I'll just edit all this out. No, thanks. Um, <laughs> that's good. But gospel community leaders. Uh, know that we're praying for you. Uh, we are praying for your groups um, and really keen to see what God does because God mm. is moving. Um, like Dave said, whether it's face-to-face -face or via the satellite, um, God's word is still valuable and still goes out and still can change lives. And so until next time you hear from us, which will hopefully be very soon, keep trusting Jesus, wash your hands, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. See you later. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au.